From the studios of Boise State Public Radio News, I'm Gemma Cadet. More Idaho Matters right now. For nearly a decade, the use of e-cigarettes has grown in popularity among one of America's most vulnerable demographics, youth. And as a whole new generation becomes addicted to nicotine, people are looking for a way to help, which is why Idaho Public Television has launched a new campaign. It's geared towards prevention, and it's called Be Smart, Don't Start. Joining us now to talk more about the program and the health risks of vaping are Jenny Sue Weltner with Idaho Public Television, as well as the executive producer of the Be Smart campaign, and Katie Chauvin. She is a tobacco prevention specialist. I want to welcome both of you to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Jenny, let me start with you. Be Smart, Don't Start is part of your No Vape campaign. Can you tell us a little bit more about both of these and how they got started? Yeah. Um, the No Vape campaign, No meaning K-N-O-W, Vape campaign, started with Idaho Public Television. And it's a statewide awareness campaign to raise the alarm about youth vaping in Idaho. And it started in late 2022 with funding from the Millennium Fund, which is our tobacco settlement dollars. And it's it includes it's a, an overarching campaign that includes a documentary called Nick Sick. I would encourage your listeners to watch that documentary live streaming on Idaho Public Television, a video contest for teens, uh, free resources for parents, and uh, curriculum for educators as well as professional development. And uh, we have been doing the campaign for about really solidly for about a year. And in this, uh, in 2023, we launched Be Smart, Don't Start, which is a social media campaign aimed directly at teens and tweens to emphasize prevention. Uh, because we know that when a kid starts vaping, it is incredibly difficult for them to stop. So we are aiming at prevention and we're trying to push that down into the lower grades. Unfortunately, uh, kids in elementary schools are starting to vape now. And we know from one of the health experts that we interviewed that a kid as young as seven years old has oh. been in uh, in his clinic uh, for vape-related injuries. And so it's a serious health and behavioral consequence uh, that results from vaping. And uh, the Be Smart campaign is really... Um, kind of fighting the battle where it began, which is in social media, which I can talk about mm -hmm. also. Well, I want to bring Katie into the conversation. And Katie, talk to us about the appeal, I guess, uh, of these e-cigarettes that they have on on kids and, and, and teenagers. Yeah, we work a lot with youth by telling them how they're marketed these products. First and foremost, I'm sure any listener can maybe agree on this. The flavors are a huge contributor to why e-cigarettes are so attractive to youth. According to the National Youth Tobacco Survey, we know that at least 86% of any youth, so any youth talking about traditional tobacco and current e-cigarettes started using these products with flavor. We know it's always been a deceptive marketing tactic by big tobacco and big vape companies. I mean, if you look at traditional tobacco, they had the flavored swishers with the cigars and cigarillos. And then when you see um, the menthol and the um, cigarettes, moving on into the e-cigarettes, we started off with the first generation disposable, and then it was modified in the second, third, and fourth generations to be refillable and rechargeable, which are just like, if, if you think rechargeable, you think cell phone, you think with the times, mm. flavors, the, the ability for the devices to be rechargeable and refillable. Another big appeal that really 
skyrocketed this and is no longer the main device used, but really kind of was a pivotal moment for youth was the Juul advertising. Between 2017 and 2018, Juul took over the market by 50% in their sales. And the flavors are the biggest problem. And peer pressure, um, I think, is another big one, too, which I'll sure, I'm sure we'll get to that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, and I want to quickly talk about the annual National Youth Tobacco Survey, uh, because according to this survey, it does say that e-cigarettes have decreased among high schoolers, um, but it's increased among middle school students. So, Katie, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty alarming. You work with youth, with kids. Can you tell us um, a little bit maybe about what you're hearing from the students that you work with about this? Definitely. They are using these products to help them with their stress, their anxiety, their depression. When you look at the middle school age, you know, typically what, sixth through eighth grade, they're they're going through a pivotal time in their development. They're typically mm-hmm. going through puberty at this age, um, although I would argue we have seen kids starting to go through puberty a little younger. But this is a challenging time for them where they're learning to uh, develop friendships. Um, We know that their frontal cortex and their brain's not done developing, and this impacts impulse control and judgment, which is in the high school age group. But when we're talking about these younger folks, really, they have a challenging time they're going through. If you can think back to middle school for you, you know, I was a pimple exposed little kid (sighs) that was just trying to make it through school and gain friendships and keep friendships. And so... When we talk about the peer pressure component among all the other ways that kids are exposed to these products, really, I think that's why we're seeing an increase in exposure among middle schoolers. And um, we know, too, that nicotine addiction has a bi-directional association with stress, anxiety, and depression. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of these kids are saying, well, I'm using these products and continuing to use these products because I'm feeling this way. But we know that the never-ending cycle of nicotine addiction can feed into anxiety and depression, meaning they use these products and it's making them feel that way. And then they have Mm -hmm. to, in turn, continue to use it to help them not feel that way. And so it really is the educational piece that we have been working on. So let's talk a little bit about that part of it. So Jenny, I know the the campaign promotes peer-to-peer conversations about the harmful impacts of vaping. So why is this such a critical component when it comes to prevention? Well, we know that when it comes to at-risk behavior among uh, kids, that peer-to-peer is the best way to influence them. You can't have an adult stand up there and wag their finger at them and say, don't vape. It simply doesn't work. And so we are also taking a page from the marketing of vapes themselves. They used influencers to market their products. They made made it look cool and sexy. And of course, um, that sounds familiar, right? Cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And so we decided that we would use a a play from their playbook and use our own influencers. So we put a call out for talent to Idaho kids and they came in droves. And we selected more than a dozen to be our influencers. And what they're simply doing is telling the truth about the harm of uh, vapes, where they come from, who is trying to market to them, how similar it is to cigarettes. And so we're trying to beat the vape manufacturers at their own game. And um, hopefully we will have success. Katie, my understanding is that one in five teens here in Idaho has at least tried vaping. And with that, is there still this perception 
that vaping is actually safer than smoking cigarettes? Definitely. I even hear that coming from adults and other community members. There is that common misconception that transitioning, this is a word that I, I often use, is that um, if you look at the first generation sick-alike that came onto the market years ago, they defined this as a cessation method. And really, if we if we sit down and think about it, this is a device that gives you aerosol that has nicotine contained in it and other chemicals. And the way that it's been marketed has said, you know, oh, it's just water vapor and nicotine and flavor. There's no harm with this. It's, it's less dangerous than traditional tobacco products, but it's a transition. It's not true cessation. And that's really what we work with our community on is, and, and even the, the subject matter too of just because you think it's safer doesn't mean it's safe. Well, I think those two um, educational points are really critical for us to highlight when we're considering, is this even a safe product to use? And having that argument be among youth, um, it's hard because youth are also hearing it from adults and other community members. So mm -hmm. that's really where Jenny and I come into play, I think, is making sure that we're highlighting it's a transition product. It's not a true cessation product. You're still getting nicotine and chemicals into your lungs. Um, and it's impacting your brain. I just wanted to point out that um, for one jewel pod, let's say, the equivalent of the amount of nicotine that is in one pod is equivalent to a pack of cigarettes, one pod. Wow. Yeah, wow. so it's a lot of nicotine. So it is so incredibly easy to get addicted to these uh, devices. And even if they say they don't have nicotine in them, they typically do. Yeah. Definitely. So before I let you go, I do, Jenny, want to talk about um, this this uh, anti-vape video contest you have going on as part of the Be Smart campaign, and, and teens can get involved in this. So can you talk to us about this? Yes. Um, we have uh, a contest for Idaho teens to create their vape bashing masterpieces, uh, no longer than 90-second videos. And the prize package is $10,000, which is a lot. And the grand prize winners, last year we had two grand prize winners, they each get $2,000. And the wonderful thing about this contest is that it provides so much content for us. It was, last year's contest um, was so amazing. And some of the content that the kids created absolutely influenced the Be Smart, Don't Start campaign. We literally took their ideas, involved them in the production, which was really another bonus of being involved in the contest. And, uh, and now those those commercials are airing um, all across the state. So uh, open to any high, uh, Idaho teenager, $10,000 prize package. We know they have brilliant ideas. They did not disappoint last year, and we're hoping uh, for even more participation this year. Well, I want to thank both of you so much for taking time to talk to us about this. We've been speaking with Jenny Sue Weltner with Idaho Public Television. She's also the executive producer of the Be Smart campaign, along with Katie Chauvin. She is a tobacco prevention specialist. We've been discussing Idaho Public Television's new campaign to help prevent vaping among our state's youth. Thanks so much for listening to Idaho Matters. Boise State Public Radio and Idaho Matters are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Gemma Gaudette. We'll see you tomorrow. 
Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.